The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return, brought to you by Narconon Suncoast. Hello, Jason. Hi, Joni. We're here again. Always. Yes. You know, I want to let our listeners know that eventually, probably not right away, we're going to actually video this podcast so they can see what I look like and they can see what you look like. And hopefully they can see our interviewees and what they look like, which I think will be kind of cool. I better put on my Sunday's best and trim my beard. That's right. And I was thinking (laughs) if we have one one of the graduates who doesn't want to be shown, we can always put like a little... We can put a bag over their head. Okay. Oh, or we can blur them out somehow. I think the bag really might be an extreme okay. measure. That's funny. Or or we leave you where you are and we put them over there and we just don't put a camera on It would be them. like it's just a silhouette of them with the altered <laughs> voice. <laughs> okay, that was really bad. This is episode 44. We're getting closer to that one year mark. And we- it's hard to believe, one, how fast it went by, yep. two, all the things we've talked about. That's right. And all the things that have gone on through the world of addiction in the last, you know, 10 months. That's right. And I think that when we reach our 52nd episode, we need to celebrate somehow. I'm not cake. sure how, but I want okay. cake. Cake? Okay, good. I'll make cake. And balloons. <laughs> okay, no, cake and balloons. I'll be done cake with balloons. I'll be done with my diet then, so it'll be good. We can be di- done with your diet for a day. Yes. Um, as I do every day. <laughs> Anyways, so something I think that's important for us to talk about yes. this week. It's been in the news. It's a huge story. And it's that the FDA has announced that they believe Kratom is an opioid. Really? Really. Is that like a no-brainer? Is that like we already knew that all along? Most of us knew it. Those of us that work in rehabilitation knew it. Right. But it wasn't substantiated quite yet. Now, I wrote a blog post about this, and you've got half the people that are like, well, don't listen to the FDA. They approve Suboxone. Right. As an improved method of getting clean. So you can't really trust what they're saying. The other people are like, this is terrible. Kratom's the best thing that ever happened to me. I can't live without it. How could they you know, put it in this class? It's not an opioid. Blah, 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 blah. And so I want to clear some misunderstoods up. Okay. An opiate means that something comes from opium, right? right. Like codeine, like a hydrocodone, heroin. All those things co- essentially come from opium. Right. Now, an opioid is synthetically created that acts like an opiate. Right. Or it's something else that is opiate-like, but it's not synthesized from opium. So saying that kratom is an opioid, I think, spot on, because there's two different compounds in there that bind directly to the uh, opiate receptors in the brain, and they work the same way as as traditional opiates. A little bit's going to give you energy. A lot of it's going to dope you up, and too much of it would probably kill you. Mm -hmm. Now, there's been... 40 i think there's been 40 something deaths attributed to kratom already oh great so it's not like this is like well the medical marijuana people like to say well there's never been a death that's directly associated with marijuana how dare you and they wag their fingers at us but it's like okay wait so there's been at least 40 something deaths where ordinarily healthy people have taken kratom and then passed away right and so what's happening is that this is a largely unregulated substance the problem with kratom we don't really know a lot about it. One thing I do know is that's illegal where it grows. Do you have? Yeah, you, I think you mentioned that one time. Do you have to get it from a doctor? No, no. Kratom. If you want to get kratom, you could go to the gas station in the corner and get kratom, or you could buy a few ounces of it online so you could save some money, or you could go to a head shop and get some capsules or you know loose powder to make a loose powder to make tea. Wow. This stuff is un, it's unregulated. 
and it's everywhere. And it's like the bane of my existence as a counselor. Because here's one of the things that bothers me about Kratom. People think because it's natural that it's okay to take. Well, heroin is natural. Heroin technically is natural, and so is cocaine. Other things. Yeah. Just because it's healthy doesn't. Just because it's natural doesn't Hello? mean it's healthy. Just because it's natural doesn't mean it's healthy or good for you. Hello. Right. <laughs> yeah. But wow. and, but also it's a thing you know it doesn't show up on drug tests and people think that it's okay to use it in recovery. Right. Because you know it's it's a it's an herbal supplement. It's not opiates. It just maybe it'll help my cravings or it'll help with this or help with that. And it's like. No, no, no. There's a huge addiction that comes with Kratom. Substituting one drug for another. Well, that's what you're doing at the end of the day. Now, there's people out there that's, that say two things. One, Kratom is great for pain relief. It helps my arthritis. It helps my this, helps my that. Okay. There's other people that say, well, this is the answer to get off of uh, Suboxone or Methadone. This is your answer. It's, it's natural. And we can, you can, and it can help with the withdrawals. It can help with your cravings. And Oh, put the Suboxone down. Step away from that methadone. Just take Kratom. I want to back up and give everyone a small little history lesson. Okay. We've done this before. Yes. We're going to do it again. I don't okay. remember what episode I did this, but we're going to revisit this for anybody that missed it. Basically, with this, with the um, progression of the opiate epidemic, there's always been one drug that was created as a uh, answer to addiction to a previous drug. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like methadone was created for heroin. Well, wait. Well, before that, I'm sorry. I'll be so originally, um, back up before methadone. Back in the, do you remember the era of patent medicine? Like it's where you can buy like laudanum. Like yes. Back in the, yes. You, not yes. saying you were alive. No, no, then, no, no. But no, saying know, like back yeah. in the, the nineteen, the turn of the century into nineteen hundreds until about the nineteen twenties. <laughs> I'm not was, that old. No, I know that. <laughs> I didn't want to insinuate. That. Um, was the era of what's called patent medicine. This is where you could actually go and buy heroin in a little glass bottle at the pharmacy, or you could buy laudanum for your colicky baby and just give them a dose of opiate, opium and uh, alcohol, right? Or a cocaine toothache drop, stuff like that. So like yeah. when all these like. Big time drugs were totally legal. You could go into um, any kind of like apothecary or a pharmacy and get, you know, these little tonics. Well, well and didn't Coca Cola originally Coca-Cola have originally cocaine, had in, cocaine it? in it? Yeah. Okay. So heroin was created as a solution to morphine addiction back in that time. Okay. Methadone was created. For heroin addiction. Suboxone was created for methadone addiction. So, (laughs) Kratom Kratom is now being used for suboxone addiction. But every drug that becomes a major problem was a solution to addiction to the previous drug. Wow. That's how this went. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. But that's, but that, but it's like we're following the same pattern. I mean, okay, so... So heroin was for what? Morphine addiction. Morphine, okay. But with... I don't understand why, because heroin is way stronger than morphine. (laughs) But originally, morphine was the drug that you got back in the day. That was the drug. Yeah. And then heroin was created as a safe, safe non-addictive alternative to morphine. (laughs) And then methadone was a safe... Jason, did you know that heroin isn't addictive? I had no clue, because that one time... Where I stuck it in my veins, <laughs> I didn't real. I realized how addictive it was. Yeah. But it's like, oh my god! And then it's like methadone was created by in World War II for two reasons. It was 
is there's a shortage of morphine, right? And then there was also um, addiction happening, and so methadone was used for that. And then methadone came back with a vengeance in the '60s when the GIs came back from Vietnam, and then we had the. So it's just been a progression. So now kratom's following suit as a safe alternative to blah addiction, right? And so here's the thing: we don't know too much about kratom. Right. That's the thing. It's largely th- untested. We don't know the long-term effects. I yeah. mean, I noticed Kratom being a thing in 2012 is when I started noticing, hey, there's this weird stuff that's being sold everywhere. I've mistakenly taken it because it's insidious how they sell it as an energy shot next to like the five-hour energy drinks. Really? And if you don't read the label, you have no idea what you're buying. Really? Mm-hmm. And I spit it out. I was like, what does this take? It's like, Bad. I almost said the ass word. I, I want to keep it clean. But I spit it out. Like I said, this tastes awful. What tastes is like this? And I turned the bottle around. And if it could taste, there's like grit in my mouth. And I was like, what is this? I turned it around and it said, uh, ingredients, metrogenine speciosa. I'm like, oh, you guys are dicks. <laughs> but that's, but it's like. And that's what, but that's that, what but kratom that's, is. That's the it's mit- metrogenine. Metri- I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Okay. Metrogenine. Is the compound that's opiate? That's the opioid. It's oh, okay. opiate-like. Metrogenine. Metrogenine, okay. and then there's seven something metrogenine. There's two compounds in it, and one's more addictive than the other. Okay. But basically, they sell it just on the counter at Seven Eleven. They sell it, and like I said, in head shops, gas stations, you buy it online everywhere. I mean, there's an American Kratom Association. I mean, people love this stuff. Wow. Love it. Love it. Love it. They love it. Um. And everyone loved heroin and everyone loved methadone. And I remember when Suboxone came out and it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread because not only will it handle your addiction, not only will it handle your cravings, but you can't use opiates while you're on it because it's got an opiate blocker in it. And it's just like, huh. (laughs) I get nauseous when it comes to Kratom. And so in 2012, I really started noticing this stuff. Right being around everywhere that's when i that's when i had the little energy shot that's when i started noticing people talking about it and it's coming up on facebook and in different addiction forums and stuff like that and it's just like what is it with this stuff and the more that the more available it's become the more people are taking it um and now we've got a huge fan base just like you've got the fan base for medical marijuana you've got the fan base for kratom and um it's it's a big thing because there's been this debate on whether it's an opiate. Right. It's not an opiate. Right. It's an opioid. Right. It, it, it's, it acts like an opiate. And they said the reason there, – there's there's some differences it, it's as like compared to like traditional opiates. Like it doesn't sit on the opiate receptor the same way like oxycodone does to where it depresses your respirations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't hit you as hard as a traditional opiate. But if you don't have a tolerance to opiates, it's going to make you high. A lot of it's going to make you sleepy. And like we said before, too much probably kill you. Right. We don't know about it. Now, I'm the type of person that I like to like look for the what ifs and everything. And so I looked up uh, different keywords like adverse reactions to Kratom. Right. You know, deaths from Kratom. Stuff like that. I, I've read things about Kratom and an ordinarily healthy person start shutting down their organs. Oh, Great. Um, there's some weird stuff that happens. Okay, that's not a bad side effect. No, it's not. Multisystemic organ failure. I, now, I think it. there's like a, I think there was like a case of it possibly attributed yeah, to Yeah, but I see I know a we're going to make some suit. real people, we're going to make some people real upset. I see there's a class no, action suit. You can't have a class action suit, but there's not one 
company that's making this stuff. It's all there's hundred almost hundreds of companies wow. that are marketing kratom and selling it. And here's the thing: it, it's it's a plant that comes from a co- it's part of the coffee family. Okay, it's technically like a coffee plant, and you consume the leaves. Now in Malaysia, where this stuff grows, it's outlawed because of the amount of addiction and problems it causes their society. Now it's coming over here in like mega 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 amounts, and I actually get. I would say I get 10 people reach into Narcan on Suncoast a week for Kratom addiction. Oh, Hey, okay. I didn't know this was going to do this, but I'm yeah. actually withdrawing. Hey, why do I feel sick if I stop taking my Kratom? Um, Duh. Do people actually go to rehab for Kratom? Yes, they do. I know people that have had severe Kratom addictions. Wow. It is something that ruins lives just like anything else because it is very opiate-like. And it is. It's just another drug that's come onto the scene. That's to solve got, the problem of another drug just, rather than just, just doing it the right way, which is drug-free withdrawal. Right, or dr- just drug-free recovery. Here's the yes. thing. Most people went on to Suboxone and weren't told that the withdrawals were worse than heroin. Hmm. They weren't also told that it lasts longer than if you were just to kick heroin. If you, if you are coming off heroin five to ten days, you're going right. to feel fine. You're going right. to not fine, but you're going to be through your withdrawal, and it'll be intense. But when they got into Suboxone, no one told them the withdrawals are going to be 10 times worse and they're going to last 10 times longer. And now with with this Kratom thing, it's like we don't know enough about it to say, is this a safe alternative? Is this something that could be a useful tool in recovery or a useful thing in handling pain? We don't know, and I I don't know why so many people are in support of something they have no data and information on, because it's like, how can you support it? Because you don't know what this is going to turn out to and be. And I guarantee they haven't done clinical trials to any extent. I mean, techni- I guarantee it. No, and technically, cigarettes are and tobacco is a natural occurring leaf. And back when my parents were smoking, they didn't you didn't know it was hey. that you didn't really know it was that bad for you. And then all of a sudden, everyone starts. Cancer and emphysema. Alcohol is natural. If you leave your your juice in the fridge long enough, you'll have some alcohol in there or vinegar or something. Yeah. I mean, we just (sighs) don't... It's natural, therefore it's good. Have you had any students come in to Narcanon that are addicted to Kratom? Yes. Have you gotten them off of it? It's it's always in addendum to other things. Okay. So so they're not withdrawing just the Kratom. They're withdrawing the Kratom plus whatever else. Three quarters of the people are kicking a multitude of drugs when they come in. I don't know many addicts that were like, I. not many addicts were just like, this was my drug of choice was cocaine. I didn't touch any other drugs. Right. I just did that one right. drug. It's very uncommon. Most people are polysubstance abusers, meaning they use just- That's a good word, polysubstance, polysubstance abuser. Polysubstance abusers. Like they, they use so, multiple different drugs. I got it. So when you get people, you get students coming in that are on Kratom, Kratom, they're on other stuff as well. Yeah, they're on, I mean- People found out really quickly that if you couldn't get heroin or you couldn't get your pills and you started withdrawing, you could get Kratom and it might help you through it a little bit. But the problem is, is that people think that it's something that's okay to take once you're sober. Right. Like in a lot of other modalities of treatment, you hear about people frequenting, um, they call them botanical bars, (laughs) where you can drink (laughs) Kratom tea, you can drink kava tea. And I mean, I, I don't know if you, I mean, I've heard stories as kava tea that'll mess you up. Like really? to the point where you probably can't drive. Really? Yeah. And these are, it's totally legal. They're called non-alcoholic bars. And I'm, they're huge in Southeast Florida where all, where there's a huge recovery community out there. So you've got a bunch of people saying, 
hey, yeah, man, I, I stopped shooting heroin. You know, I'm sober. I'm going to my meetings, and uh, uh, we all meet at the Kava Bar after. It's like, wait, what? Wait, but back up. You're still taking something that's getting you a buzz. How sober are you really? Because the idea behind recovery is not just to kick drugs. Because drugs are like the like the symptom of a bigger problem. Right. It's like the drugs are. I always say drugs are the tip of the iceberg. Well, the that's solution. the symptom that right. That's yeah. the symptom that something is really wrong. Right. You've got something way underneath it, and yeah, when it's when what's below the tip of the iceberg is massive and yep. you know sprawling. Exactly. And so if you still feel the need to get high, take the ed- something to take the edge off, something to help you deal with your boss or your coworkers or your life in general. You haven't handled it. That's an indication that something is left unhandled. That's right. Because, I mean, for me, I went to tons of other rehabs. Right. When I finally got clean and, like, I literally got it, the need to get high on something, it just doesn't exist there anymore. Right. The need to, oh, I just need to. I'm gonna be sober, you know. I'm I'm just not gonna, gonna I'm not gonna sni- I'm not gonna sniff coke and take ox anymore. But man, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna you know have a beer on occasion. Right. Why? And I have and it's funny because I'll have students originate that to me sometimes. You know, I can't see myself not you know smoking a joint every now and then and drinking. Okay, why? Right. And sometimes they'll tell me that towards the end of their programs and I'll bring it up to the clinical team and then we'll find out what that actually is, which is really neat because then all of a sudden they come into my office as they're routing out of the program and graduate and they say, I actually feel like I can do this. It's like, okay, good. (laughs) And um, it's always an indication to me that something's not handled if they still feel that need. Now, granted, when you get sober... After years and years and years of drug use, it takes time in the real world to like readjust to like how you're going to go through your life and not just something gets hard and you just go to grab for something to, to help you with it. Right. It's the kind of like unconditioning you have to do to yourself because you've conditioned yourself to, I feel stressed, I need something. I right. feel sad, I need something. I feel this, I need something just to turn it off or deal with it. And so it takes time to unwind it. I don't want people to get the idea that, Okay, so you do narco and go home and your life's, you know, peaches and cream, it's perfect. Right. It's like, no, life is life and you're still going to run into problems in life. You're going to run into issues and situations. You're going to be upset some days. You're going to be mad some days. You're going to be really happy some days. I always tell people it's in how you deal with it. And what luckily what Narconon teaches is that it's like we teach how we teach you how to deal with it. And so as the graduate officer is one of my post there mm-hmm. and i keep in touch with the people that leave the program the thing that really unnerves me is kratom because this is a thing that is very attractive to opiate addicts newly clean right back home out of treatment i don't want that to be yet another thing in like the whole gamut of things that they could choose from to take the edge off pass a drug test and no one would be the wiser right. it doesn't need to be that kind of like temptation there because that's a pit. That's a tra- it's a trap. Yep. I call it a trap. That's, yep. It's a trap because it promises like, oh, it's okay. It's real light. It's nothing big. It'll help you unwind at the end of the day. It's still a crutch. And there's it's, still something that you're not confronting in your life that yeah, makes you turn to something like that. It's still an yeah. issue. And yeah. so it freaks me out because it's one of those things you can't test for either. I had a person call me yesterday and say, hey, you know, I have this guy 
that I'm working with, uh, he's an addict. He's been clean for seven months, but I'm pretty sure he's using Kratom. And he gave me all like the slew of symptoms and things that he found and all that. I'm like, yeah, he probably is. And he said, is there a drug test for it? And I said, unfortunately, not yet. And that's a known fact. They can't, wow. they can't drug test for it yet. So, But it's one of those things that made all the synthetic drugs popular back in the day. It's because they don't have a drug test for like the right. weird chemicals that they've concocted this whatever drug out of. Right. And so they're coming close to it. I read an article that's saying they're going, they're about to develop the test to detect a metabolite that metrogenine causes your body to give off. Okay. And so I hope, I hope it does because I think it'll be a, another tool to combat it. I, I'm not unhappy that the FDA declared it as an opioid because now they'll actually try to regulate it. Right. But at the same, at the same crack, the same crack of the whip, it's like okay, cool. But also, in the same breath, the FDA said. But the you know most accepted, um, <laughs> the most accepted successful way to get clean is to take buprenorphine, which is suboxone, or take methadone, or this and that. I'm like, okay, now you blew it, FDA. Yeah. Now I'm mad at you. Again. Yeah. Now I'm mad at you again that you said that because I don't think suboxone or methadone is a way to get clean. The way to get clean is just remove the drugs, right? Handle the issues. That's it. I don't like that the FDA is pushing some sort of agenda because they are because now that they're they're probably the fact that they're going to con- consider kratom an opioid means they're going to make it into a scheduled narcotic exactly schedule one or schedule two but that also some, but I, I can't like- wait until busy I think I, and I I could be wrong and if I'm wrong someone out there shoot me a message call me correct me. But I can't wait for the. No, I can wait. That's sarcastic. Right for the day that there's prescription for kratom yeah. to get off of suboxone. Right, right. Because it's going to happen. Yeah, that's the, that's how this goes. That's how the FDA does this. And what we're going to probably get hate mail from the FDA. But I'm fine with it. If the FDA wants to challenge me, let's do it. I think there was an FDA official that went to work for one of the pharmaceutical companies. I think, which it's you just a go conflict of interest. What is wrong with this picture? You know. Oh, but also. The good, some good news yes. is that I heard that I think Steve sent me this article that Oxy, the Purdue Pharma, like fired a bunch of sales reps. Oh, okay. So they're not going to like they're agreeing to like not blitz the 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 uh, physicians anymore to like hey prescribe OxyContin because it works. Okay. I, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that poster. It wow. said OxyContin because it works. Of course it works. You get high as a kite, right? Who's the? <laughs> but um. That's kind of a look at what we're dealing with this week. Yeah. As far as all this. And it's a bunch of craziness to me yep. to some degree. But he, we have to educate people. That's right. I, I feel like if we're not going to do it, who's going to do it? That's right. And who did it before us? I don't think. You know, I, I have a good friend who was a former mayor of one of the cities around here. And, you know, every time I talk to him, he goes, you guys knew about these drugs before anybody, before anybody was saying anything about it. And mm-hmm. I think it's true. Who, us? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I try to be on the cutting edge of everything because I have to offer some sort of service to people. You know, besides, people have to realize, besides drug rehab, Narconon's a big drug educator. We exactly. Do of, we do a lot of education. And I just want people to listen to this podcast and make a, a good decision for yourselves. Like, yeah. at least, if you're going to make a decision to do something or to not do something, at least make it educated. Yes. Make an educated choice on which way you're going to go with things. Yes. Because with me, I didn't have, I didn't, 
I didn't make an educated guess. I make a calculated risk the first right. time I did drugs. Right. I'd rather people didn't take a calculated risk and made an educated decision. Yes, exactly. That's all because knowing all of the side effects, the harmful effects, you know all of that, and you still want to do it. Okay. But yeah. make sure you know it and don't think that you are like exempt from all of that, you know, or you're, you're not going to get the various side effects. You are not going to get addicted. You know, it's yeah. Good luck with that. Well, there's a, there's, I always say there's a 50, 50 shot with drugs. And now one of two things is going to happen to a person that takes drugs. Either a person is going to take drugs, get high and say, okay, whatever, I'm good. Put it down. Never touch it again. The other person is going to have a realization that this is the exact thing that's going to save their lives. And it's going to be the most amazing thing ever. And so everyone taking that, taking a drug makes you take that risk. You don't know how you're going to react to it. That's right. So make an educated choice. If you're thinking of trying Kratom, make an educated choice. And if you're on opiates and you think there's no way off opiates and you've done Suboxone, you've done Methadone, you've done Vivitrol, you've done all that. Kratom isn't going to be any different than those things because it's just replacing one thing for another. Exactly. And unless, at, unless at, sorry. I was going to say, at the end of the day, you have to kick. That's right. If you, if you, uh, I'll, I'll, I know I said this in an episode earlier, but I had a dealer tell me one time, if you're going to dance with the devil, you got to pay the price. And it's true. If you take opiates, you're going to have to kick at some point. You cannot stay on it for the rest of your life. Or die if you are, if it's an end of life thing. If it's a palliative treatment. Sure. Do you know, like you thing. have cancer or something, you're going to die. Because that was the other thing I was going to say is if you're taking painkillers because you've had an injury or a surgery or what have you, but mm. you get to the point where you can't function without the painkiller, there's something else wrong. Yeah. It shouldn't go on and on and on. You know, like if you had like a, you know, a horrific dental surgery or whatever, and after two weeks you can't get by without painkillers, go back to the dentist. Something's wrong. Do you know? You should, you, there's other ways to handle pain. And sometimes, you know, maybe he messed something up, you know, who knows? There's always a reason. Exactly. Or you, or you had some kind of an operation. You know, you should, after a week or two, you should heal enough to where you're not in pain anymore. And if you are, it, it, you need to not rely on the painkillers just because there's probably something else wrong. Something was done incorrectly or not completed or what have you, but get it checked out. Get, you something, know? get, get something checked out. Exactly. And, you know, make an educated choice. Yeah. Make an educated choice. Yeah. That's it. That's, I want that to be like the topic of today. You know, <laughs> or the, the underlying lesson I'm trying to like impart upon our public here is there you make go. an educated choice. Yeah. Figure out which way you're going to go. If you, like, and I was saying before, if you're stuck on opiates, you've tried everything, and you're thinking of trying Kratom, think also of trying long-term rehab. Right. Try something different. If you've done all the the uh, outpatient treatments and the clinics and the Suboxone doctors and the herbal stuff, it's like, shift how you're dealing with it. Try actually getting drugs out of your life. All drugs. Try. Not just not just one for another, but all drugs. Get them out of your system. Get them out of your system long term. Mm-hmm. Because as we've said many times, you know, one of the one of the first key differences with Narcanon, first of all, it's a drug free withdrawal. Vitamins, minerals, and procedures that help you get through the withdrawal but then you do the detox program and you actually sweat the residuals out of your body if if you're if you've done any kind of rehab that hasn't included that you haven't given rehab your best shot 
you haven't given the you haven't done the right rehab basically right. you know and i realized that you know narconon still gets classified as an alternative rehab it really should be the standard because unless you are ultimately not only sweating out the toxic substances that are in your fat tissue but then also going after what were the problems for which drugs became a great solution for you right you're not going to do it. You're not doing it. It's just, it's like trying to put a Band-Aid on an, a gushing artery. It's just, it's not going to work. Not going to work. At least not, not at least not going to work for very long. No. It's so, not. yeah. I just want people to be aware of Kratom. And I don't want anyone to fall into the, tra- it's a trap. Like I said before, it's a trap. Yeah. I don't want people to fall into that trap. Right. And it's, it's the solution for Suboxone, which was the solution, solution for, for methadone, methadone, which was the solution for heroin, which was the solution for morphine. So, hey, everybody out there, you think Kratom is so good. Just look at the, look at its history. Look at why we even have Kratom today. Yeah. I mean, you know? the pa- it's just, it's fitting, it's fitting a pattern. Yeah. And I'm. I'm the type of person that believes if it's if it calls spade a spade, it's a spade. It's just another trap in the succession of us trying to figure out opiates. Right, well, it's, been, it's like when you take a prescription drug, but the side effect is an upset stomach. So then you're taking a different drug to handle your upset stomach. But then that side effect is maybe high blood pressure. So then you have to take something for your high blood pressure. Right. But then the side effect of that is head headaches. And so then you have to take something for your headaches. Vicious cycle, people just get off the drugs. And as we said once before, and this was, I think, in our very first, if not our first, our second episode, Mm -hmm. the lovely lady that I saw graduate at Narconon who got on to painkillers because she had fibromyalgia. Mm -hmm. And after graduating, not only was she drug-free, she was pain-free. We talked about this in an earlier episode where the drugs eventually start contributing to the pain. So you can do it. You can do it, but you have to do it right, and you have to do it with a technology that actually works 79% of the times. So you could be in the 79%. Anybody listening could be in the 79%. You're in the 79%. I am. Look at you. I'm a bright, shining example of what can happen if you get off drugs. Because I used to be a bright, shining example of what it's like if you do drugs. I almost <laughs> wish I'd seen you then. I mean, I kind of oh, don't, but I almost wish no, I'd no. seen you then, just, just, oh. just for the comparison. Oh, no. Oh, it was, but you're it in was such bad. good shape now, and you and you tr- are bright and shiny. And I can't wait till we can video this and we can show people how bright and shiny you actually oh, are. Oh, you as well. There we go. <laughs> so let's do it. Okay, let's continue talking. Good. Let's, so we'll be here next week. Next week. Um, hopefully, you'll have a graduate. Hopefully, the I other, gotta yank someone away. It is busy over there. I know. The other thing is, um, Steve and I are going to the fifth annual. It's a drug symposium coming up shortly, and I'm going to take my little remote microphone and I'm going to do interviews cool. with people about man on the street. Exactly. I'm going to be man on the street, and so I will um, let you listen to those, so Very then cool. we can play some of those and comment on some of those. Let's do it. Hey, everybody, have a good week. If you have a loved one that you suspect has a drug tr- drug problem. Give them a drug test. If they have a drug problem, please, please, please call Narcan. At least call them for help. 877-339-3324. Call for help. You can also call if anyone's listening that's struggling with addiction or you're a family that has a loved one that's addicted. You can call me and speak to me confidentially at Narcanon. If you want to have a a conversation with me about what's going on and what we can do to help, it's a totally confidential call. Call me anytime. So they could call that 877 number and ask for Jason Good. 877-339-3324. Ask for Jason. It's confidential. You don't even have to give your name. But you have somebody there who can talk to you and who can give guide you and give you advice. And if it turns out you need intervention, 
We'll help you with Jason that as can well. Do that. Yep. So they can do that. So whatever you've got going, we're here to tell you that there's help available, that there's hope available, and we're going to talk to you again next week. Next week. Have a good one. You too. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, call 877-339-3324 or visit www.narcononsuncoast.org. Narconon is a non-12-step rehabilitation program based on the works of L. Ron Hubbard. 